Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKings DFS picks of the week. So, Grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello, and welcome to Football on the Rocks. I am Joe Nehop, your host. You got the whole crew back together again. We got John, Bobby, and Joe. Why don't we start off with what we're drinking tonight? John, what you got in your cup, buddy? I do not have anything tonight, but last week while I was not here, we were at a nice little um, wine bar, and they happened to have a uh, Blanton's on the on the uh, drink menu. Ooh. So we uh, stayed a little late and had a uh, couple of glasses of Blanton's. Which was a nice Hell little yeah. find in a nice little wine bar. Yeah, I remember you texting me that night and saying, nice. hey, this place is pretty cool. That's awesome, dude. I don't blame you for that at all. That's fantastic. Very nice. Bobby, what are you drinking? Um, I went back to Portage Brewing. Um, talked about them a couple different times already this year. Um, they are one of the, the one up in Walker, Minnesota. Grab their uh, off the map. It's a pastry stout, so it's got some toasted coconut, little chocolate and vanilla in there as well. Um, nice dark, you know, dark opaque color. Really light taste and goes down smooth and easy. Um, again, another one of those breweries that it's a. Uh, if you're up in that region, definitely recommend going. Very cool little space, um, and anyone that you know takes that trip up into the the great white north that we have here in minnesota hit up that walker minnesota area great lakes to go ice fishing on uh really good place to do you know if you're recreational do some snowshoeing cross-country skiing all that kind of stuff and then go and warm up with a with a nice beer afterwards do some ice fishing you know whatever it is that you're into um they definitely have that available for you up in walker you just recommend snowshoeing yeah, you ever been snowshoeing? You know, I lived in Minnesota my whole life. I don't know that I've ever been snowshoeing. That would be really fun. Yeah, that would be. You mean walking around with having difficulty walking around because it's really thick snow? That that's fun. Yeah, well, so the <laughs> snowshoe makes it so that your weight is evenly distributed on top of the snow, so you don't sink down into the snow. Fair. And so, like, you can actually walk kind of on top of the snow. Unless you're my size, then it doesn't really work. But <laughs> for normal people that aren't gigantic, um, it works really well. <laughs> oh my goodness! I don't know what I don't know what we're gonna do about you, Bobby. I don't just either. don't know. Well, tonight I am drinking I, I, a little bit unique, Bobby. I think you'd be so proud of me. Are you drinking beer? I'm drinking beer tonight. Is, is, <laughs> It's it's the last episode. I win. Yeah, I you... wore you both down. John, John went so far as to drink beer to nothing, and yeah. you're drinking beer. 
Yeah, you you've worn me down. Well, I I will say this: it it's it's not because of you that I am drinking. It's hundred percent because of me. No, it's because I, I went. I met a buddy uh, for the start of the the wild game tonight. We met at the bar, and uh, he was drinking Guinness. So you know, I'm not gonna have a, sit across from a guy drinking Guinness and drink like, oh, I'll get a bourbon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, no. I mean, I could, but no, I decided to drink beer, so I had. Uh, Three 20 ounce uh, yinglings, and I've continued that trend as I've gone down to my basement for our podcast tonight. Nice. So, um, Wild did win three to two, by the way. Beat them. Great game. Up. Yeah. Um, great game. And so, in your fashion, Joe, I actually uh, I, I have my, my off the map here that pastry sells that I was talking about. After this is gone, which uh, our pre-show meeting kind of got rid of a good portion of this beer, um, I have from Shells Brewing this cave-aged, barrel-aged dark lager. They they throw it in some wood barrels and then like slowly age it in the dark. <laughs> Interesting. Especially in the dark of the caves uh, down in New Orleans, Minnesota. Um, and so they, they actually put them in, uh, you know, the ice caves, um, which are, you know, there's basically the, these caves along, uh, like water structures essentially. So there's some, some, uh, streams and, and whatnot down in New Ulm, um, create some ice caves and they get these barrels they put down in deep beneath their brew house, um, and age them. Gets a little bit of sweetness of like caramel, oaky, vanilla kind of flavoring. Um, dad, our, our dad, he lives down in New Ulm. He brought me one of these uh, a little bit before Christmas. And I've been holding on to it for uh, celebrating my championship. Woo! Uh-huh. Um, the Family League Championship, which is the only championship that matters. Joe, did we, figure out, did we ever figure out the mute button? Yeah, no, we didn't, John. I wish we did. <laughs> Got to figure that one out. Um, so I will be reporting in once that gets opened, uh, just to give y'all a fair warning of a, a stoppage that will be coming at some point here, so I can talk about another beer. Uh huh. Well, Bobby may have won a championship, but uh, I all right. Also moving on, did. moving along. Uh, and uh, I will say that Those if we really want to start better. talking, uh huh. <laughs> Nothing else matters according to Bobby, but that's fine. <laughs> Whatever. We won't we won't go in depth. I won't make you feel bad. Don't worry. That's all right. I, I like making you feel bad is my favorite thing. Yep. Well, let's dive into uh, this week. So the first thing we're going to start with is how uh, things ended last week as far as our uh, our our DraftKings goes. So this week, it is the last week of the NFL season. Um, and there is absolutely really no point in us talking about matchups for your fantasy league because it is more than likely over. Right. So what we will be talking about is uh, DraftKings. We, we got one final opportunity for people to get their last opportunity to get into our drawing, um, and we'll talk about that here in a second. Um, but let's talk about who made it last week, who got in for the first time, uh, and discuss a little bit about all that and kind of take it from there. So. First and foremost, big congratulations to uh, uh, Mr. Big Shot 1017. This is the first time we've seen you there. 172 points. Great job last week. Um, he started with a, a, a decent squad, just to give you guys an idea of what he had. 
He was the winner of our league. Uh, he went with Mac Jones at quarterback. So a little bit of a different dynamic. No stack, and he still is able to develop a pretty good team overall. He had – if you would have looked at this team, by the way, before the, the week started, there is no way I would have said that this guy would win our league. Right. I mean – He had two players for Detroit. <laughs> he, you know, he, yeah. he had DK Metcalf was his top scorer at 30 points. Yeah, the Bears defense. Like, there's no way I would have been like, yep, that guy's going to win it. He's going right. to be the one. No chance. But great job. Phenomenal. You got all the way to the top. Nobody's complaining. Yeah. Rudy, 13, congratulations on the second place. Kate Walt, 14. He's got his name entered in there for uh, the, what, fourth or fifth time? Um, yeah, so he's done pretty like good against us this year. Dade County, Zoe, uh, I believe that's your first time here. And then Blade of – I'm not going to be able to do it, guys. I've had too many beers. Gannicus, Joe. Gannicus. Good job, Bob. See, you haven't had enough yet. Uh, And then finally in sixth place, our first expert came in. Congratulations, John. And Um, then if you scroll all the way, keep scrolling all the way down, you have Mr. Bobby himself at 85 points. Hopper 88 (laughs) with 85 points. How'd you do that? Absolutely nailed it. Um, my biggest scores were Trey Lance and uh, Jared Patterson with 20 points each. Although oh, my God. On my team scored less than 12 or something like that. So like, whenever I look at my team, if I have more than two guys with a little blue, like, cold symbol over the top of them, I know I sucked. Yeah, this was Bobby had everybody except guys. for two players have blue <laughs> over the top of them. That is just not the week you were looking for, brother. And I didn't do much better, by the way. Well, I did a lot better than you. But you did a lot better than me by like spate, Like seating-wise, it wasn't very good. And I was on a pretty solid streak there for a while. So this, by the yeah. way, I will announce this was the first week in a number of weeks that I had not made money on the Millionaire game. So whatever advice I gave probably sucked. That's okay. I was really drunk in the basement at my sister's house. So I blame it all on Minnesota. that. Well, yeah. I wasn't there, so, so nobody Joe, got good advice. Joe is Johan822. Um, for those of you following along, trying to see as the weeks progress or as the week goes on, kind of thing. Uh, when you're looking at those, who it is that you're playing against here, those are your three experts uh, Jay Merrick, Johan822, and Hopper88. Those are your. Uh, your guys are trying to beat each week. Yeah. And last week we did have a bonus uh, game with the Vikings versus the Packers in which Vikings got absolutely slapped around. Um, Rudy 13, he was the only one that was able to uh, best Merrick who came in second. Um, so he got an extra bonus entry. Now this week uh, we are doing two Final entries as well. Uh, got the Saturday games, two games then. So we're going to be running a contest just for those two games. And then our typical Sunday contest as well. This just so happens to be last week. So all teams are playing. I think we got about, what, 14 games that, that day to, to be able to pick from. So let's dive right into all of that. Yeah, and going into that. So the first thing we always like to talk about is last year's Millionaire. So last year's millionaire um, scored 250 points, six four points. 
It was a, a person named High Dog 1987. I'm guessing he was born in 1987. Anyway, it uh, doesn't matter. Uh, his uh, team solid squad uh, stacked with uh, Burrow and Chase, which it can't be any surprise to anybody. That is actually, I think, two weeks in a row now. The Burrow and wide receivers from Cincinnati have combined for the combo. So uh, if nothing else, that gives you a little trend that's happening. But we've said it, and I've said it over and over and over and over and over again. And if you do not hear me saying this, you need to be slapped in the face. On almost every week. Guys, we're talking about 17 weeks. And I believe that of the 17 weeks, only one time – there was not a stack that won the millionaire. Right. I bet okay. you this week that Burrow and a wide receiver on uh, Cincinnati is not a stack that you want at all this week. You want I that agree, bet, Bobby. Joe? <laughs> you want that bet, Joe? Is, is, is Burrow even playing? No, he's not playing. He's uh, not exactly. Playing. So, anyway. So, avoid uh, that stack. Is what yeah, avoid that stack is a good point. So, Anyway, getting to that, I think it's just, again, very important but, people understand. Out of 17 weeks, only one time, the person that took on the grand prize, that probably everybody that listens to us on this DraftKings, pod, this DraftKings portion of our podcast, they want to win the fucking millionaire, okay? Right. So, so of think, all the times, only once, there was not a stack in that. I, I make that joke to emphasize, please, Look at the injury reports. Look at just like some teams when they're either in the playoffs and they're going to use this kind of as a pseudo buy. Um, pay attention to teams' lineups and who's in, who's out, all that kind of stuff. Watch that until the, the last minute. So just want to emphasize paying attention to those things, especially just for this week here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's talk a little bit more about this team to give you some intent, uh, some ideas. Um, so first of all, he did have a comeback player. It was uh, D. Williams for Kansas City. So running back came in there, scored him 25 points. Solid week on that one. He went with Sony Michelle, um, scored about 18 there as a second running back. So didn't spend a ton of money on running backs. John, how many times do you think we've said that this year? A lot. Yeah. Other than so, other than the weeks that Taylor went off. Especially Correct. towards the end of the season here, we've been saying it a lot more just with players who normally wouldn't uh, be out being out because of COVID and, and uh, other you know things like that going on. So a lot of backups that nobody was expecting to be a backup for the week uh, that, that got that starting nod made it a lot easier to throw in some of these cheaper running backs. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, if you're trying to configure a team, things to keep in mind. Don't overspend on running backs. Make sure you include a stack with a nice stack that you like and people you, you think could have a good week. These are all things to keep in mind as you're building, his te- as you're building your team. Also, at Braden Cooks, uh, Braxton Berrios. I know John had a hit on him last week as well. He had a great game. Uh, Gronkowski was his tight end. And then he did – He said, listen, he had three running backs. His third running back was uh, – uh, J.P. Patterson for Washington, um, one of Bobby's only good players, um, but he was right. only 4,800. I nailed and hit it. on the Bears on defense. Um, so, again, keep in mind all those things. You're, you're building your team. You need to find some value. He had great value out of Berrios, but Berrios was 22% owned, so he wasn't the only guy that had that. But the thing that drives me crazy about this is, and it surprises the crap out of me, 
Jamar Chase was owned by – well, let me ask you this. If you guys don't look at your squads or whatever, but how, what percentage do you think Chase and Burrow were, were owned at? What percentage? Seven. I was going to say they were both probably sub 10%. Yeah, 7.97% for Burrow, so about 8%, and 4.48 for Chase. Right, and some of that might have just been like cost prohibitive or or something like that, and just kind of liking some other players in that same range. So there's a lot of different things that play into why certain guys are faded on on different weeks. Um, but good on this man to to uh, play those guys, and you know <laughs> now he can always say that you know, watching football, <laughs> he, his wife can never say don't watch. Yeah, what was that? That didn't you have a somebody put a, posted a comment or something like that where it was? Yeah. Sorry, like, wife, I won a million it, bucks tonight, so I'm gonna play again tomorrow. Yeah, it was right <laughs> when it was right when uh, when there was that like ten day stretch of games every day except for one or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's the like, perfect yeah, storm. By the way, I just won a million dollars on DraftKings, so my wife can't uh, say that I I no longer get to watch football. Like, this is now a job for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Very good. Well, let's dive into the game. Let's do it. Let's let's figure this out. Let's talk about this week. So uh, there are two games this week um, that uh, Football on the Rocks is hosting. So, Bob, why don't you tell us a little bit about both of those real quick? All right. Well, so so like I said before, that's our Saturday game. Um, so we have our the two games on Saturday. That's Dallas-Philly and uh, Kansas City-Denver. Um, so we, we got a two-game slate going on there. And then we have our normal – Sunday slate, like I said, that's a 14-game slate this week because there is no Monday night. I think it's 13 because the Charger-Vegas oh, game is not You're played. right. You're right. They don't include that. So it's a 13-game slate. Um, so something to still be able to pay attention to and uh, get you through that last and hopefully you know get you one or two more entries into our drawing here at the end of the season. Absolutely. So we're going to give you uh, – there's there's two things we're going to talk about. Um, we're not going to go full in-depth on the Saturday games because I don't think it, that we need to take much time talking about that. But what I think we should do is each maybe name one player that we're targeting on Saturday just to give a little bit of idea, and then we'll dive into the Sunday slate. So, John, why don't you, why, or whoever wants to take it, why don't one of you guys start with uh, who we got for the one guy – that we're most interested in on the Saturday slate this week? Yeah, I, I think for me, the way I look at it is the, really the only team that has anything to play for is Kansas City. Um, so I, I think the, the thing you worry about is the Kansas City players just being over-owned. Um, but I think I'm still trying to get mostly Williams – Williams, Kelsey, and Hill, especially on cash games or lower, um, lower player pulls of get those three because I think um, they're going up against a tougher D, so maybe that lowers their ownership, but they have they can still get the number one seed in the West or in the AFC. Yep. And every other team, they can kind of improve their seeding, but they can't play for first, so they're really just playing seeding for having a game i think with that like i I think the the thing to watch out for is 
the other two playoff teams in Dallas and Philly are both going to play the following week. So if they have players who are nursing injuries like Hurts, they might not – it's likely they might not play the full game. Right. Yeah, I agree. Bob, any comments? Um, so with that, like one guy that I'm looking at, uh, just <laughs> the running back uh, backfield in Philadelphia, they've already said Miles Sanders isn't going to play this week. And uh, there's potential of Boston Scott and, and Jordan Howard sitting out because of COVID yet. Um, so Kenneth Gainwell is really the only running back left available in that backfield. Um, one thing that will kind of hint at what their backfield might look like is if they sign some practice squad players. Um, but Gainwell is going to be the guy for the most part, and we know just volume is king. He's only 4,100, and so uh, that's one guy that I will more than likely have in my lineup um, come on Saturday. Yeah, very good. I'm going to make a quick comment on this game. I think uh, something to pay attention to is just players that don't always get on the field will more than likely play. Um, one guy in particular, not even a – well, I'll take it back. I'm gonna, I'll say something completely off, off of what the dynamic of here is. The one, like, team that I'm most interested or, or player in DraftKings that I'm most interested in having this week there's, is uh, actually the Cowboys defense. Playing against Philly, neither team has a whole lot to play for. They're both in the playoffs. Um, but their overall dynamic of, of, a, of a defense is probably in a position to thrive, playing against potentially backups or, at worst case, a one-system team with the running backs and so and so being out, like they're going to, and even with potentially Hurts being out, I just, Philly just doesn't, they're not in a position to necessarily play really, really well. Um, the other guys that I always like to look at at these okay. type of games is young players trying to prove something. Okay. So guys like, say, Javante Williams, you know, Kansas City isn't necessarily a terrible matchup or a great matchup for a running back. Um, but here's a guy. They've been taught their whole life, go out, play every freaking down. And if he wants to win that position over Gordon, no question asked, he's going to ball out, right? So just you got to think differently in these type of week games, like week 18 games, because it, it literally will be it, – it will it'll develop differently because of the, the dynamics that are – these guys are out, these guys aren't out. Uh, one thing I saw about the Vikings in particular is – they talked they about players. Was that? They're not playing in this matchup. I know, but I'm the point of what I'm trying to make is players that know they're out of the playoffs still want to put good tape on film. It's actually something Patrick Peterson, uh, Patterson, or Peterson said for the Vikings. He's like, we got to go out, put good tape on film because we may not be playing in Minnesota next year. Right, right. Other players, we may not be playing it, so we, we're going to be a free agent. If we know we're a free agent, then we got to put good tape on film. Right. If we don't, so that, we ain't going to get picked and, up. And some teams like Minnesota, to your point, maybe I'll still, uh, maybe I'm still under contract here, but I have to know that the new head coach coming in, Minnesota being a team that Zimmer might not return, <laughs> and they might even have their GM return. Who knows? Yeah. But they got to put something together to show, like, hey, guys, keep me around. <laughs> like, don't cut me. Don't trade me. I want to stay here. 
And look, I balled out towards the end. Another thing a lot of players are playing for at this point is those uh, big contract incentives. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it, uh, usually this time uh, ESPN will start putting out, uh, especially Sunday morning, they'll be talking about, um, you know, so-and-so is seven catches away from a million-dollar bonus or whatever. And and these guys, if nothing else, first, they're human. And so they know these things. They know what's going on with their contracts. Um, so if ESPN is talking about some guys X amount of yards or catches or a touchdown or whatever away from some kind of incentive, just kind of store that in the back of your mind and go, okay, this man is potentially going to be a little bit more involved today because they're, you know, their quarterback or their offensive coordinator is going to want to uh, reward them in some fashion. Unless with, their with name incentive. is Antonio Brown. Unless they're Antonio Brown. Because he was like, gets thrown out the window. Only so far away from, he was like literally a couple catches, a couple yards, and like a touchdown away from hitting over a million dollars of incentives. And then he walked out. Right. Well, that's a whole other thing that since he's not on a team, we're not really going to get into today. <laughs> I agree. All right, Joe, All right. Pick, Joe, pick one Denver wide or Bobby, pick one Denver wide receiver. Tim Patrick. Okay. I'll take, I'll take Judy. I'll bet. take Sutton. Can I have okay. Sutton? Three-way oh, bet. Okay. Uh, uh, Three-way bet. I like it. Yeah, I think it's a – I like it. Yeah. Or I can do a one-on-one bet with each of you. Well, we do need like 16 bets. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to – there's going to be a lot of bets tonight, people. I hope you I hope you came ready. I got to get my – I got to get my computer up. Yeah, uh, get the computer out. You're going to need to make these notes. See, John, see, I do I like, think you should do a one-on-one bet if we, we can count this as a couple of bets here. Fine, one-on-one, each of you. I, yeah, I get Sutton. Bobby, do you and I need to make any bets? Because I'll take Sutton versus Tim Patrick. No, me day. and you make no bets, Joe, because John has been behind since he missed like a month and a half of Because of the baby. Things. Yeah. All right, cool. We're, we're so John, even John versus – so we got – so me and John have one bet, and Bobby and John have one bet. I think most of the bets tonight will come from Bobby and John. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I said Tim Patrick, but I'm hoping that he just, like, scores a touchdown <laughs> or something. <laughs> Bobby, Tim Patrick. I don't know why I just said that, but I did. <laughs> I just knew he right. cheapest of all of them. confident. He was. He was very confident in that thing. All right, hold on. I'm chasing my dog around the house. He's running from me. Come on, dog. Let's go downstairs. <laughs> if you can't, all right. Well, let's like, dive in. Let's, John. Why don't me and you dive into uh, Sunday's slate? So, you got a stack you like? You got somebody that you want to talk about? Oh yeah, I got one that's gonna blow you away, Joe. Uh oh. Um. So, I'm gonna pick one of the hottest wide receivers and going in fantasy. Has had 11 targets in each of the last three games. You know who I'm going with, Joe? If I could guess, I literally haven't looked at the thing. Is it Hunter Renfro? Nope. It's Amon um, St. Brown. Yep. Ah, I'm going with Amon okay. St. Brown and Tim Boyle is a stack. I love it. Going against Green yes. Bay. Um, I think that Green Bay won't be playing all their starters. I think they'll back off in the second half. I think Dan Campbell 
will light a fire under the ass of his team to try and get their third win. I, I, I don't it. disagree with any of those statements. St. Brown it. has been just an absolute wonder these last few weeks. No and he's game. still only 6800 Right. Like, he, he's criminally low in terms of his price. And, you know, to your point, um, that, that quarterback stack with him, very relatively cheap. Yeah. Quarterback's 4900 Wait to see if Goff plays, but it sounds like he's not going to play. But St. Brown has had no no less than 11 targets in his last five games. Yeah, he is, he's been on fire, to say the least. Um, all right, well, I'll tell you my stack real quick, and I hope I steal Bobby's because he might like this one. I'm going with Mr. Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown. They have arguably the most at stake. So they're playing against Houston. You know, they get a lead late in the game. It'll definitely change things. Um, but I think just dynamically that's their best bet at winning is is just feeding the freaking rock to A.J. Brown. Um, so if I don't go with that stack, I'm going to have a piece of Tennessee. So I might go with Foreman because he's had some pretty good weeks, uh, you know, a couple weeks in a row here. So I might go there, but I'm definitely working on looking at a guy or players or even just the defense um, from Tennessee. They're going to do whatever they can to hold on to that number one spot. Right. And I was going to say, they're playing for number one seed. They win. They get it. Um, They're playing Houston, who, weirdly, they've actually kind of struggled against Houston. Yeah. Um, And Houston has also been strangely good the last couple of weeks. Um, They actually stole a win. Uh, two weeks ago, and then last week, they at least made it interesting with San Francisco. So um, I, I don't hate that, and I, I think it will actually be a competitive game. But, yeah, but uh, more competitive stuff. than what people are thinking. Right. And, and it's partly exactly. because they have, a, for the most part, Houston <laughs> is pretty healthy. A lot of teams are struggling with the number of different health reasons, but Houston, for whatever reason, they they got most of their players back. They're healthy. They're playing. You know, uh, Cooks has had some decent weeks in a row. Um, so they got a decent spot. One thing before Bobby mentions his stack that I want to mention, the pay attention to the games that matter, okay? Indy, the Chargers, the Raiders, and Pittsburgh. Some of those teams aren't, uh, aren't in the slate, Joe. Detroit. I, Totally understand that. Detroit, yeah. <laughs> I totally understand that, buddy. But I'm, I'm yeah. mentioning those teams because as you're building out your squad, if they are in the slate and they have a game that matters, think about them. San Francisco, New Orleans. These are teams that have something at stake that really makes a difference at the end that's, of the day. So That's where all the easy money goes, Joe. It, it, that's a great I, point. Everybody's going to be on those teams, but just again, something to pay attention to. And then here come the Lions. So, and the Lions, yeah. And the Lions. Um, so, one set, the stack that I like, um, it's not going to be all too surprising. It's Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. Okay. And if you can throw in like Dawson Knox with that, doing kind of that I was, I was listening to um, uh, a podcast as well this morning. Um, Josh Allen is 81. His average game is so you get your three times that 
that hit 24 points. If he has an average game. Now, the one thing that the Jets do is allow quarterbacks to have above average games about 70% of the time this season. And Josh Allen is definitely a guy that can have an above average game against the sorry Jets. Um, one other thing that was pointed out to me on this podcast was that teams that ha- that are a 10-point favorite, their quarterback with that double stack, they all have a 17% chance of scoring more than 20 points each in games where that those players are a 10 or more point favorite. The Bills are like a 15-point favorite right now. Um, and, and so definitely a game where I can see them all getting 20-plus points at the tight end um, with Dawson Knox, um, as well as a quarterback with Stephon Diggs. The other thing is that uh, their team total is, I think, like 26 points, uh, depending on what sports book you're looking at. Um, But teams with a team total of 24 or more points are three times as likely to get 75 points or more out of their quarterback in a double stack. Whereas, you know, teams on the opposite side of that that are under 24 points and under a 10-point favorite, the chance of that happening is less than 5%. And this is through, like, the last three seasons of data. I just blacked out for, like, five minutes. I kind of did too, John. I lost most of that. Basically, (laughs) the Bills are going to go off, and they're going to score a lot of points. So you're saying Josh Allen good? Josh Allen good. New York Jets bad. New York Jets bad. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Making That's sure we followed up on that. Wanted to, yeah. wanted to clarify. So your, your chance of having those fire weeks as opposed to those little snowflake weeks out of these uh, Bills players is very high. Got hey, it. Bobby, I, I got a question for you. Outside, We're, we're going to think outside the box. Who, who would you rather take? Kirk at 6,100 or Tannehill at 6,000? Tannehill because he has more to play for. Give me Kirk. He's playing for a future. He, he is. You're not wrong, John. You're not wrong. New GM's going to come in. He's got he's to make sure he shows up. Also, Derrick Henry designated for return. He is. He's not going to come back this week. And that, that's part of what they're playing for here, too, is that uh, they'll get that extra week for him to rest up, get ready, and then they can just hit the ground running again, come playoff time at home with Derrick Henry. I mean, it could, it could be a, a bloodbath there. Um, but I do like Kirk Cousins, to your point, against Chicago there. Um, I, I'm just going to go with the guy that has more to lose, potentially. Um it's going to be a bloodbath in Minnesota, but it's going to be a bloodbath on Monday after the game when everyone the front office is fired. So one other quarterback that I do like this week is Kyler Murray. He's been running a lot more lately, so that just kind of raises his, his floor a little bit. And we've seen how uh, poor Seattle's run defense is, has been all season. Um, uh, and I, I like his chances to be able to meet that three times uh, point total, uh, and then some. And so, and then with him, you can you can do a double sack with him and Christian Kirk with with uh, Ertz as well. And I'll get more into Ertz when we get to tight ends. 
Yeah, good. All right, well, let's talk a little bit about position-specific uh, quarterbacks. Obviously, John, you dove in a little bit there uh, with the Kirk versus Tannehill. Um, who else do we like? Um, you know, I think someone else I like is Stafford this week. They're still playing for the West, so they're still playing for a home game in the playoffs. Um, even though the Super Bowl might be taken out of LA. Um, so I think that's still an important game. San Francisco's um, still playing for a playoff berth um, yeah. in the wild card. So I think that that could be a good game with Stafford. Then you have Akers coming back, but um, I think he's someone else who'd be on my radar. Okay, Bobby, you got anybody? Uh, no other quarterbacks, no. One guy I want to talk about just quick on quarterbacks. The the problem with me with him this week, I just talked earlier about having a stack and how important that is. Um, he's not in a stack for me. He just won't be. Uh, that's uh, Taysom Hill um, playing against Atlanta. Uh, New Orleans has something to play for. You know, they have a, an outside shot at the playoff spot. So um, they're still going to be in the game, no doubt. Uh, so somebody that I think could have a, a decent week playing against a pretty, pretty poor Atlanta defense defense. Uh, specifically against the run uh, and not to mention the guy runs the ball and passes it sometimes. Another guy, I will say this a lot this week for me, I'm probably going to end up with a fairly inexpensive quarterback. I've already mentioned Taysom Hill being, or uh, Ryan Tannehill being a guy that I've thought about in a stack. Um, but I even like Huntley. Um, I would suspect that he will probably play. Um, they, they keep saying uh, uh, Lamar Jackson is limited at practice playing against Pittsburgh. Um, he's played fairly, uh, fairly well when he's played a full game. Uh, that is, um, uh, Huntley. Um, so I think he could, again, perform fairly well, have a decent shot at, at, uh, scoring some points for him against Pittsburgh. Uh, and then another guy that's on down the list for me, um, that I would absolutely consider if he plays Jer- uh, Jared Goff, John already mentioned him, uh, could have a decent week, um, but yet another one uh, is guys like Ma- even Mac Jones, Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger, they're playing actually. They have an outside shot at the playoffs as well. So these are guys that I like, very inexpensive, that uh, could be options. All right. I got, I got one that I like more than those guys, and I will put him up against anyone at 5,400 that you want to pick. Okay. Who's your guy? My guy going against maybe the worst defense in the league, Andy Dalton. Assuming oh. he starts. Okay, so do I get my pick? Like, I can pick like three or four guys and whatever. No. Or are you saying one, I pick one guy? No, at one guy. I have to pick one at fifty-four or lower. No, at fifty-four. You named like three, four, three guys at fifty-four. Yeah, I know I did. But I'm saying, like, what if I want somebody one. lower than 54? I said I like him more than the guys at 54, no, so same price. And you like the guys It'll at 54. It's more complicated than it Okay, is. so basically I get to choose from Hennig, I mean, Jones, I like, or I like Boyle more than Dalton because I'm going with Boyle. I'm just saying. saying that. So I, I get to choose from Hennigke, Jones, or Roethlisberger, correct? Yep. Those guys are all at 54. Well, I'm definitely not taking Roethlisberger. You just said you liked him. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know, but well, that's a good point. I did just say I liked him. <laughs> I mean, I literally just said that's that I liked him. That's the point of the bet. Uh, yeah. he, he threw the ball 46 times last week and should have played a lot better than he did. Uh, all right, so let's see. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to take Ben. Give me a big Ben. Bobby locked that in. And as a side note, Deontay Johnson not expected to play. Well, that doesn't matter. He's still going to throw the ball 40 times to try and win the game. Right. Um, all right, good deal. Nice first bet. You you baited me for – you wanted me to pick yeah. Big Ben. And, Joe, that's your second bet of the night, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's the second bet. Yeah. 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 Bobby, don't keep drinking. Bobby, don't yeah, yeah, we'll just do that. Let's get into running backs <laughs> Bobby, <do we laughs> before it gets too? too late. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Running How many do I have to do with John? It's six. And I got to do right. thir- 13 or close to 13. You guys better be going. <laughs> I mean, you, you might as well oh. start naming some shit. So um, – I got two running backs that I like this week a lot. One of them, I'm just going back to that Bills game. Devin Singletary's been on fire. He's getting 90% plus uh, involvement in snap rate. Um, he's on the field all the time. Even though Allen, like, vultured two goal line scores from him last week, he still got two more goal line runs last week. The Jets' defense is absolutely abysmal, especially against the run. They're averaging allowing 115 yards and a touchdown on average. Um, Devin Singletary, you, know, you you just plug those numbers in right there. Say he gets 115 and a touchdown. You're looking at almost 20 points out of the running back. Um, love Devin Singletary a lot this week, and, and he's relatively cheap, especially given what is the most likely outcome there. The other one that I like is uh, Antonio Gibson coming back from COVID. Uh, he was out last week with that. He is much cheaper than he's been in previous weeks. He's actually the like the 21st high-priced uh, running back. And at the end of this week, he is not going to be the 21st running back listed. Uh, he's definitely a top 15 running back on this week, if not better. Um, he averages about 21 touches a game. And, and should easily get some that three times price point. He's about 6000 this week. Giants defense, I'm just going to say that they're awful against running backs because Joe doesn't like stats. When I throw out numbers, he gets all confused. So I'm, not, I'm just going to say that they're really <laughs> bad. Giants um, bad. So those are two running backs that I'm trying to squeeze into my lineups if I can, and both are kind of in that uh, 6000 or so range in terms of price. So Bobby, I'll, I'll I'll queue up. I'll go into my guys and queue up a bet for us. So I like a guy at fifty seven hundred that I'll put up against Gibson, and that is a foreman for Tennessee, going against Houston. All right, well, that's a nice win for me. Thank you, John. I was totally on foreman, John, all day. <laughs> well, that that thing. doesn't make me feel better. Yeah. It... <laughs> Can't make it. Probably not. Yeah, and then um, so I think there are a lot of good cheap end running backs you can get, um, and then I think some of the bigger name wide receivers I'm not going after this week. So with that, just for like kind of the game flow I see and the matchups I see, so I think I want to spend big on one position at running back this week. And that's going for Taylor against Jacksonville. Don't blame you. 
Yeah. Uh, Indy needs to win to make the playoffs. Going up to Jacksonville, I mean, I think everyone in Jacksonville is trying to get out of Jacksonville, so I don't even know if they want to impress the next coach. <laughs> so I, I just think they're they're Indy's too good to not realize they need to give the ball to Taylor to win. Yeah, good. So if I took Singletary and ten points, and you get uh, Taylor, would you do that? Jesus, Bobby, ten Not points. Ten points. How many points do you give me? Five. Yeah. Uh, five. Seven. Six. Okay. Singletary and a touchdown versus Taylor. I'll do it. God. All right. I love, I, I <laughs> We're finding all kinds of bets here. Tonight, I think Singletary is getting about 22 or so points. I mean, Taylor's got to get the 28, and he he does really well normally, but it's a divisional game. They got a lot to play for, um, and uh, the other teams can be out there playing some spoilers. So I think Singletary will be close to Taylor's uh, – productivity at a much cheaper price point. All right. I'm going to take one. I will take AJ Dillon versus anybody you pick under 6,500. I guess I'm talking to John because Bobby and I can't bet. That include wide receivers? No, just running back. Okay. I was going to say. Got anybody, John? Under – who are you taking? I'm taking A.J. Dillon, and you can pick anybody under 6,500. Really, honestly, you can pick anybody under 6,800 because I'll give you Montgomery if you want. Oh, shoot. Montgomery's really good. So, one thing I, I mean, say about Montgomery – then I'm going to take – well. When Montgomery's played a full game, he's got at least – you know, he's the last so looking at his last couple of games since he's really returned, uh, going in reverse order, week 17, uh, 21 points, week 16, 23 points. Um, two weeks before, he was under 15, but week 13, when he first returned from his injury, uh, at a full go for the most part here, uh, against Arizona, 28 points. Starting out the season, he had two games. Okay, Bobby, I'll take, oh my God, I'll take Montgomery. <laughs> As a guy, he, he's just shut up, Bobby. He's scoring a lot of points. Bobby, stop. I, like I took him. I took him. Yeah, he got him. All right, uh, let's go into wide receivers a little bit here. So, and by the way, I will say on running backs, I didn't mention a whole lot. I do like AJ Dillon, but I'm a little bit with you, John. I, I kind of like the uh, at least one of my uh, spots where I'm spending money this week being on either Taylor or Kamara. Uh, and the primary reason why I'm mentioning both those guys is because they do have a lot to play for, obviously trying to get into the playoffs. Um, so I, 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 I probably have too much emphasis on that when building out a team, um, but it is something that I do like both those players this week, just trying to figure out how I can get one of them on, my, on one of my squads. Wide receivers, what do we got? Who do we like? Uh, we've already kind of talked about him a little bit, but A.J. Brown, I think he's going to have a huge game and just kind of – here we've been talking about it, Joe. The the they got something to play for. They got to do something this week. 
Uh, last time he played, it wasn't a full game. I think he got hurt during that Houston game. Uh, he had five catches, 48 yards, nine targets. Um, only came away with 9.8 points. But I see this as like a A.J. Brown takeover, beast mode kind of a game um, against the secondary that, that can be had. Um, and so A.J. Brown is one guy that I'm looking at, uh, trying to find a way to get him into my lineups. He has 7,000. Um, so if you do want somebody a little bit cheaper, I've already mentioned him. Christian Kirk um, is another guy. He's just being overly targeted the last couple of weeks, uh, nine, nine and 12 targets over the last three weeks. And so he's heavily involved in that Arizona, uh, attack. Um, John? so I completely forgot that. I don't have Boyle and St. Brown. It's actually a double stack. I'm throwing Reynolds in there. It's going to be a party in Green Bay or in Detroit. <laughs> and then I'm also coming back with uh, Valdez Scantlin. Ah. Uh, I Reynolds get... at 4,300. Uh, Scantlin at 4,500. I think they give Adam some time off. I think. Love can love will probably come into the game. They'll want to give Rogers some um, time to heal his foot. Love will just try throwing the ball deep to Scantlin once or twice, and that's really all you need. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I'll, I'll mention a couple guys, and we can figure out if there's any bets here for any of us. John, I did like the, the Reynolds pick. Uh, I actually had him or somebody I was going to mention. One guy about the same price as him that I like just a hair better is Tyler Johnson for Tampa Bay. Um, I know that last week the uh, Grayson guy, or what, uh, Surreal Grayson or whatever, had a little bit better week. Um, but Johnson's overall been more involved in that offense. Um, with A.J. Brown gone, he's the next man up in my opinion, uh, and, and we'll take more of that A.J. Brown spot. Um, so anyway, Tyler's a guy that I like. I do like a pretty good handful of cheap wide receivers. One other guy just to, to keep an eye on, is Allen Robinson the second playing against a Minnesota defense that can be had? Um, talk about somebody that has a lot to prove in their final game of the season. Put out pretty just piss poor performances all year long. Um, he's somebody that, with new coaching staff coming in and different situations going on, he's going to be somebody that that needs to put out a good game. Uh, to be quite frank and blunt, uh, uh, last guy I'm going to mention. These guys are all in the four thousand range. Guy that kind of surprised a lot of people last week, but Antone Wesley for Arizona. This guy has, since um, Hopkins has gone down with injury, he's performed fairly well. Two, t- three touchdowns the last two games. Uh, been more involved in the, in the offense overall. Eight targets, five targets, and four in those last three games. So he's had some, some involvement, but overall performed pretty well and uh, I think could have a decent week in a game where he's probably going to be a little bit more involved just from a pure standpoint of who's playing and who's not. Yeah. But any bets that we can think of while we're in here? Cause you guys need a number of more, so, a number more of them. So why don't you guys throw So John, John, you said that you like Josh Reynolds a lot and you said this a couple of weeks ago as well. And I burned you on Josh Reynolds then too. Um, so I would like to burn you on Josh Reynolds one more time if I can. Well, what's the bet? Uh, Josh Reynolds against Ray Ray McLeod. 
I literally just clicked receiver. on Ray Ray McLeod. Ray Ray McLeod is thirty eight hundred. <laughs> he is cheaper than your guy, Josh Reynolds. But as we know, Deontay Johnson is out. Right. But if you actually like Ray Ray McLeod more, I would suggest putting him in your lineup instead of this other guy, and then you have to abandon your your stake on the double stack. <laughs> Bobby, just for you, I'll do it. Yeah, I love so, it. Ray Ray McLeod. One reason why I really like him. Um, in the last four weeks, he has eight or more targets. Hey, Bobby. Yeah, we did not ask for any statistics. I'm I'm giving statistics for our <laughs> listeners. They need to know these things. We've already mentioned that uh, that Deontay Johnson is out for the week. Um, Thirty eight hundred, really cheap. And allows you that flexibility and opportunity to get some of these higher priced guys that we're mentioning, like like an AJ Brown, um, or um, you know, paying up at quarterback, uh, like like how I had mentioned a couple of guys on that higher end um, quarterbacking spectrum. So one guy to really keep an eye on. He might have an high, a little bit of a higher ownership just because of that, um, you know, Deontay Johnson being out, but. Uh, somebody to definitely keep an eye on and, and consider throwing in your lineup at that cheap price. Bobby, you're big on the AJ Brown. I have a different Brown. I like want to go Brown on Brown. I I love some Brown on Brown action. All right. Brown on Brown. What? Wait, what's Brown Marquise? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, the guy I've been talking about all dang podcast, Bobby. Armand Brown, Bob, come on. I'm on Ross St. Brown? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. I want the holiest of the Browns. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. All right, you got any more bets? Because I know you guys got to get a number of them. So we got any more on the wide receiver side before we dive into tight end? I mean, uh, one other guy I like is uh, Odell at 5,800. Okay. Uh, can I have Kirk? I like him at 6,000. Six thousand. I guess they play against each other. That makes it more interesting. Let's do it, Bobby. How many more do we need, John? Because I want Pittman. Well, me and Bobby need to have like seven more than what we do than me and you do. I know. And how many? We have what three tonight? We need a total of six, and then you and Bobby need thirteen. So we right, still we're, need we're another three. We're all these bets here. Let's see. John, uh, Joe, you guys keep going along with tight ends. I'm going to count up how many bets we got already for tonight to try. Well, I'm gonna, I mean, I wanna t- I'll take Pittman against uh, Odell if John will take it. Well, I'm not going to do like if Odell misses, I lose eight bets. That's a good point. All right. You want to pick a different so, one? So me and John are already done seven, so we need six more. Joe and John, you got you guys only got three, so you need three more. We need three more. Well, I mean, we don't have to do the, this. Yeah, let's just we don't move have it to, to we'll come even back. it out for precisely, but if we oh, can, I mean, it oh, makes we're, we're going to do our best here, Bob. All right, let's dive into tight ends. Who do we like? Who do we got? Where do we want to start? Um, well, I mentioned him earlier in the podcast here, Zach Ertz. Um, he's 5,300. 
really at looking at tight end this week, I don't want to go too much lower than about the 4,000 mark. Um, just because after that, it gets a little ugly in terms of who you're looking at trying to throw into your lineups and squeeze in there. Um, you mean you don't want James O'Shaughnessy? Bobby, no, I think but, I have a bet for you. No, but that Ooh, is one guy like that it. I've been looking at. What's the bet, John? I'll take it. What, you what like Ertz? Yeah. I like the guy right above him. Okay. I See, you, you tricked me. You tricked <laughs> me. <laughs> They're $100 apart, Bobby. I know, but I also like Dawson Knox. <laughs> but I will take Earth versus Knox. I think I think Knox is a, ended up ends up winning that one potentially. But Seattle has uh, been pretty bad um, against tight ends. They're twenty six on DraftKings in terms of scoring. Jets are twenty seventh against uh, uh, against tight end scoring. So they're they're Seems comparable like that way. They are. Uh, but one thing with Ertz is that doing this double stack with Kyler Murray, Christian Kirk, and Zach Ertz, uh, since um, since Hopkins went down with his injury, Kirk and Ertz account for 66% of passes thrown in terms of targets. So only one out of every three balls that are thrown aren't to one of those two players. So if you're going to do a double stack with the Arizona Cardinals, there you go. Kirk, Ertz, and, and Kyler Murray. I like it. Uh, John, I, I, I like uh Muth. If you want to take uh, Knox versus Friermuth for another one of our bets. Also, one other thing that I want to mention about Zach Ertz, ten, he averages 10 targets a game over the last four. Hey, Joe, how about I do Ertz and you do Friar Muth? Okay. <laughs> Hedging the bet, huh, John? <laughs> That's fantastic. fantastic. All right. Very good. Um, Joe, I, I, feel like, I feel like you should have Pitts in a bet. Well, Pitts, Pitts might not play. Pitts might not play. Practice limited capacity. There. He'll, he'll play. He's going to play. All right, so you I'll take Pitts, but, but who do you want to take against him, John? That's the biggest question. I, I honestly, if you're listening to our podcast, do not put Pitts into your lineup. Number one, he's really bad. Number two, he's probably not going to play. Bobby, you just said a guy that had 66 catches, 1,000 yards receiving is really bad as a tight end. Yeah. How many I mean, other he's... tight ends have over 1,000 yards receiving this season? He's yeah. been pretty bad for his price point. Right. Uh, I don't disagree on the Thank price you. point, John. Thank you, John. But, Thank you, but John. name don't, another don't, tight don't, end. Not put he's, un- he's unstartable. Yes, he's unstartable. Thank you. Name another tight end that has over 1,000 yards receiving. Max Andrews. Mark Andrews. That's it. Joe, there Kelsey. is none other. No, it's the price and what you're actually getting back for that price. He is unstartable. Week every week, almost every week, I'm sure you look at his thing and it's a little blue snowflake next to his name. He's <laughs> unplayable in fantasy. Yeah, he's getting over a thousand yards receiving, but he is unplayable. He's not worth it in DraftKings, but when it comes to his overall value, what are we talking is- about, Joe? What are we talking about? Overall value or DraftKings? Uh, We're talking about hey, DraftKings. You're giving right me now. shit about him because yeah, I am. I'm gonna give you I shit like him all season in long season long formats, which he's done 
fine. He hasn't been no. great. He hasn't scored no, many touchdowns. No, he has not returned to your investment. All right. I, all right, oh, guys. Oh, my God. I agree. I regret opening this box. Let's just <laughs> close it. He we has not put... returned the investment that you put on him in season long, and he's never once been worth it in a DraftKings format. Oh, Bobby, now you're wrong. He scored 29.9 points against the Jets. Not worth 26. it. 26.3 yeah. points against the, the Miami Dolphins. Right. And 19.2 so points against the Detroit Lions. So, Joe, he has how been worth predictable, it How predictable weeks. were those performances? Predictable or not. You All know, right. Joe, had, Joe so half the battle. It. Half the battle with starting these guys and picking who you're picking is being able to predict when these players are going to have these gigantic games. And, and most Kyle of the time, the guy the that wins the millionaire, by the way, on those the three guy that wins the millionaire did not – they predicted some person that nobody else thought was going to have a great week. Yeah, but Joe, in an 18-week season, you've been right about him three times. You probably wouldn't win any money with him. At no, no, hold on. Right about him, Bobby. When you're paying he has other weeks where he scored 11, 11, every 10, week, Almost yeah. 6,000. Well, Joe, he's stop. had other weeks Kyle in double Pitts digits where he's been, been worth it. He's not been okay. worth it. He's been can terrible. We, can for we please? Purposes. Can we please stop? <laughs> please move on. <laughs> for the love of fantasy football, when, please. When this podcast airs, can we edit in like a? Please skip the next seven minutes if you don't want to listen to Bobby rant about how terrible Kyle Pitts is as a fantasy value. Hey, did like, I win like, that bet? Put by that the way, I had to have come close to winning that bet. Uh, you right. are shy of winning that bet. By how much? Because there's one week left, and I'm probably going to get it. Well, well, no, he's not going to play this week. Joe. All right, Joe. He's is there, playing is this there, week. Joe, he's not. Is Joe, Joe. Yeah. Is there a tight end under 4,000 that you like? Under 4,000? I, I like, like, Hunter Henry, if that has anything to do with it, unless it's the guy you like. <laughs> that, that is not under 4,000. That is 4,000. Yeah, 000. under 4,000. Let's see. Um... You know, I'm not really uh, excited about anybody under four thousand, John. All right, you want you want Henry? I can do a four thousand bet. You like Henry? Yeah, I like Henry. Okay, I'll take Higby. Okay, yeah, I think it's a fair bet. That's a good one. So to update that Kyle Pitts bet, he is oh my god, <laughs> he is eleven <laughs> points shy of you winning that bet, which is an average game for him because he's averaging 11 points per game. And apparently and, he's so terrible. And it, only took, it only took literally every wide receiver. It only took literally every wide receiver on his team to stop playing in order for him to reach that. <laughs> Bobby, I will bet you that Pitts does not get the point. I will bet you he does not get 11 point whatever points he needs. I don't think he gets 11 points. I don't think he plays. Are you listening? He does not play this game. I'm just giving you a chance to hedge your bet, Bobby. No. Oh, that's a good, that's a good hedge, John. I took that's Higby. a good hedge. I took Higby. Higby versus Henry, Bobby. Okay. I'm just saying, he's not playing. Can I bet someone that he doesn't play? I, he is not playing the game. I'll take but, that bet. No, you can't bet. We can't, Joe, because otherwise then John has to make more bets with all of us and our math is wrong. <laughs> anyway, 
And by the end of the day, I'm, I'm sure my math is going to be wrong anyways. So we'll see what happens here. Dude, he's um, playing. And let me tell you why he's playing. He is 59 yards away from breaking Mike Ditka's rookie record for receiving yards for a tight end. They will feed him the rock because they got nothing else to fucking do in Atlanta. Yeah, that's that's a good strategy. Let's take a meaningless game in our fourth overall draft pick who's playing injured right. and let's just roll him out there and our biggest our biggest asset going forward with ridley trying to leave just edit out the last like 15 minutes of this podcast (laughs) just us just hey it's not my fault we'll just go back we'll go back a half an hour and go just be like you know you can stop listening i mean we still have it but you can stop Uh right you're not getting anything just let people know honestly I, i need a disclaimer at the beginning of this and go like, just so you know, for the next 10 minutes, Bobby just rants and goes off on Kyle Pitts and how awful of a value he is. And I disagree with it. And uh, so if you want to listen to it, here's 20 minutes of your life that you'll never get back. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, skip ahead to minute, you know, 58. And Yeah, we can try to put a disclaimer All right, Bobby, in there for that. How many, anyway. bet, how many bets do we have left? All right, let me. I got to re, recount because I wasn't counting. And we're on defense now, so this could get real interesting. Well, we got some flex guys to talk about yet, too. We've so never talked about flex, one. but sure, you could do some flex. No, stuff. I was just going to say we could go game by game and do bets on games. So me and John did eight. We need to do 13, so it's five. And I'm at what with John? I feel like we have four. Three. Four, five. So you guys need one more. Me and John need five more. Okay. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, real quick on the finalizing the fantasy stuff. Any uh, – we talk defense every time at the very end, just for shits and gigs. Um, there's a couple defenses that are fairly inexpensive that could be of value. Um one that I'm going to mention just because John's talking about them all night, the Detroit Lions playing against some backups in Green Bay. They might be an interesting uh, factor. <laughs> Their defense has actually not been terrible, but fantasy-wise, they scored almost no points. They have got negative points on DraftKings, which is a difficult thing to do four times. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, fantasy points-wise, not been great. Um one other defense, though, on a serious note that, that I would actually consider playing this week uh, is – oh, my God, where did I go? Uh, is the Arizona Cardinals against Seattle. Um, I just – I think Seattle's done for the most part. Yeah. Uh, they, they put out some good tape last week, but this week uh, I just don't see them playing very well against Arizona. Arizona's got a good defense. Uh, last time they played, uh, won 23-13, to 13, scored eight points, um, four sacks. I had a pretty decent game, but I, I like them. Uh, as a cheap defense, twenty seven hundred. I like Ari- I like Arizona as well in that same realm. Twenty six hundred. The the Cleveland Browns. Cincinnati's rolling out their backup quarterback. Uh, there's not a lot that they're going to be playing for, and so um, you might get some little junk time kind of scoring there for the Browns. Good. All right, let's go. Let's get these last bets, and we'll get out of here for the night. John, you want to go game by game? Let let's let's pick some games here. Uh, All right, Dallas Philly. Dallas Philly. 
I'll I'll do quarterbacks against each other. I'll let you pick which one you want. Um, I take Dak. Okay. You want Hurts? Yeah. Do it. Both will probably be on the bench by halftime, but right. But it'll be an interesting <laughs> little uh, little experiment, at least. Or, or should we just go Dallas quarterbacks total points versus? versus... Oh, that's a good bet. That's better than the other one. Yeah. What do you think, John? I'll... I'd stay with Dallas. Yeah. All right. Got it. Done. Four left. Chicago, really... Min- Chicago, Minnesota, you want to go winner? Uh, what if we did running backs against each other? So Montgomery, he's been he's been solid lately versus uh Brand- versus Dalvin Cook. That's a tricky one, isn't it? Right. I'll let you pick who you want. I'll I'll take either one. I know who I want, but I'll go. I mean, I gotta go cook. Yeah. Even though he got four points last week, but that was a hopefully a fluke. Right. Well, Kirk didn't play. That didn't help. Yeah, he's been somewhat disappointed. I think I think Cook like just kind of shreds it up here and, and does a great job, but I can see Montgomery making it close because he'll score like two touchdowns. I feel like there could be more in the Pitt Baltimore game. Just saying, I think that would be a decent game to watch this week. Bueller. Bueller. I mean, it's just hard because they don't match up like well positionally. That's a good point. That's a good point. How much do you think Tom Brady's going to play? How about, what about Washington Giants? That seems like a terrible game. <laughs> I was just thinking the exact same thing. Who's going to watch that shit pit, show? Pit the kickers against each other. Oh, I love it. I'm totally down. I'll t- John, oh, oh, yeah. this should be our last bet. I'll take oh, yeah. the Washington kicker. Oh, I want the Giants kicker. Yep, Washington kicker versus Giants kicker. Make that our last bet. I'm in. So me and Bobby, what, we need three more? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Well, what did I say? We needed five, so yeah, we, I, we've only done two. Is there a Sunday night or Monday night game this week? Well, the Sunday night game is uh, one that we didn't talk about because Raiders and uh, Raiders and, and Chargers – Oh, so I got something on that game. Did you hear this? So apparently if Indianapolis loses. Yeah, right? I saw this. Then all the Raiders and Chargers need to do is tie. <laughs> right. So, so they, they can, can kneel it like punt the ball back and forth. Yeah. They can just sit in a little powwow circle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just just not do anything. What, both what would be would brilliant? Honestly, the most brilliant thing that they could do is snap the ball. Put it on the ground and nobody do anything for 15 minutes. Oh my God, they could. And then just like sit on the ball at the end of the quarter, and then second second down, a 15 minute play again until the well until the two minute warning. Yeah, 
and then you're do not, it the other way and go, wrong. everyone's healthy. We both made the playoffs. Like, we're all good. <laughs> There's no chance in hell that happens, but no. that you're not you're not but, wrong. But Joe, the thing is, like, let's say let's say it was the Harbaugh brothers playing against each other. And that was like the thing. They oh. I don't know. You would go like, yeah, let's just tie and say, screw you, NFL. Like, we're gonna tie so we can make the playoffs. Yeah. But realistically, what's gonna happen is first of all, Indy's gonna win the game. So they're both going to be Joe, playing their hardest. Joe, to to Indianapolis, the, the game is in Jacksonville. They haven't won in Jacksonville in seven years. <laughs> oh, my God. Would that be something else, huh? <laughs> that's, that's crazy. I can't even believe that stat. Last time they won there was like 2014. I guess so. So it's, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. That's for sure. That's crazy. Oh. That is but crazy. anyways, John, there, there's got to be something on that Sunday night game that we can bet there. Yeah, I think so. That's why I mentioned it. I mean, what what is there? There's no game on for DraftKings right now. No. No, but you can still do positional. I, I think a good positional bet there, you could actually do a couple of them, right? Um, well, you, it, there's no question about Eckler versus literally any running back on on the Raiders. True. What about defenses? That's well, what I had in mind. Well, you, you could conceivably do uh, uh, Renfro versus... Pick your wide choice. Receiver that isn't uh, Keenan Allen. No, you could do Renfro against Keenan Allen. No. no. Yeah, you could. Okay, I'll take Keenan Allen. Right, I'll take Keenan Allen too. No, oh, well, I would have taken Renfro. Well, you're dumb. Good thing I don't have any best left. <laughs> you could but, do. Yeah. Well, you could do inner, like inter uh, positional. So, like. Keenan Allen against Eckler or something, but even that doesn't work. Go Eckler. Yeah, Eckler's pretty hard to to match up against. Right, because he's really good. I honestly think you could probably go Derek Carr versus Herbert. And I'll take Herbert all day. Well, I know I I, I, I know everybody would take Herbert all day, don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying I, I think that you could go with that and it wouldn't be completely out of the question. How about Zay Jones versus Mike Williams. Okay. That's actually not bad. What side do you want? Mike on Zay Jones. I like your side. (laughs) 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 But I'll take Mike Williams. Okay. I mean, they've been pretty pretty even over the last. Let me let me double check our numbers here. Uh, One, Joe, Joe. We're editing out like all this stuff, right? Yeah, we can. This is. I mean, it doesn't really matter. (laughs) A little nonsensey. (laughs) 
it is a little nonsense here at the end, but you're right. It doesn't matter. We're all talking the same shit anyway. Looking at what other garbage games there are. You can do... Who's playing quarterback for the Browns? It's not Baker, is it? Case. Case? Yeah. So you can do (laughs) Case versus Allen. Wait, what now? Case Keenum versus Brandon Allen. The bat it's the, the battle of the backup Ohio quarterbacks. Case Keenum versus Brandon Allen. Who's Brandon Allen? The since the Cincinnati <laughs> quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was awesome. <laughs> Who's Brandon Allen? <laughs> oh my god! I think I take I take either on that one, Bobby. What do you think? I don't. Uh, I don't feel strongly one way or the other. Is the whole thing about it? Um, I'm still doing my. That's math why for... it's. That's why it's perfect. That's why it's a good bet. Yeah, it's a great bet. <laughs> Oh, John, we need two more bets. All right. I'll take Case if you want, Alan. Case, Keenum, John versus where? Are you sure Brandon Allen isn't like the fan in section 132, (laughs) seat 15, row nine? Like, yeah. I mean, here's what ESPN say. Allen is expected to serve as a Bengals starting quarterback Sunday against the Browns after Joe Burrow acknowledged that he plans on serving as the backup for the Week 18 contest. Yeah. All right. So I got us at 64 bets. Joe is at 65. We need one more, John. One Let's make final it a, bet. Let's make it an elite bet. I don't know what that means. Like stud versus stud. Yeah. Like Ooh, I like that. You want you each pick a stud. Well, I'm just going Cooper Cup. Well, so so here's the here's the thing. Cooper Cup is 139 yards away from breaking the single season record. I say he doesn't get it. Okay, I say he does. Okay. That's a good bet. That's a good bet. I like that bet. That's a good bet. All right. So, good. All right. So, let's finish need, this up he here. Needs for one, he needs 140 for you to win. Yeah. Well, he's 139 away, Bobby. So, okay. he needs 139. 139. Yeah, 139. All right. So, uh, I guess for the most part tonight, we can wrap this up. But a real quick note for all of our listeners. If you've participated in our matches, this is the last week. Uh, to get a chance to have an opportunity to win something from the football OTR guys. Uh, we have how many people have now been entered in, Bob? Do you have the number off the top of your head? Uh, yeah, I have it right in front of me here since I've been entering these things in tonight. Uh, right now, as it sits, we have 43 uh, entries. Some of them are multiple 
times entered, uh, but but 43 total entries. So 43 people through the course of the season has beaten all three experts. That's pretty good. That must mean the experts suck. Actually, I think that's about reasonable. Really, if you're looking at that, it's maybe. I mean, over the course of 18, I mean, we've had, um, what? Let me see. Uh, Don't matter. Don't matter. Don't worry about counting it up. But overall, I think it's pretty good. So what are you guys playing for? Uh, We will be doing something on our next podcast. That's next week. Um, And what's going to be, as far as what you're playing for, we've said from the beginning, we're giving away a bottle of whiskey. How we give that bottle of whiskey away will be uh, not like we're not going to hand you a bottle of whiskey unless we know exactly who you are and we can legally do that. Um, So you either win a bottle of whiskey from us. Uh, We're going to give you away what our favorite bottle has been this season. Uh, If you don't know what that is, uh, tune in next week. We'll give you exactly what that is. You should probably know because I've drank it a good bit. John has mentioned uh, he's had it a little bit as well. Uh, it's been on a, a mentioned on our podcast a good bit of being our favorite. Um, so that's the one we're giving away. Uh, if you are not local or we can't connect with you in any other way, uh, you will be receiving the uh, uh, a gift card and the price or roughly the price of what that bottle goes for uh, to allow you to pick something else for yourself. Uh, anything else you guys want to add to that? There might be some other stuff that we do, but for the most part, that's the biggest thing we're giving away. Congratulations on making it this far in our podcast tonight. We went off the rails about a half hour ago. I would like to apologize if you're still listening. Yeah. Uh, yes. And yes. Uh, but anyway, that's it for the night. I don't think we, we, sh- we should have been gone about 20 minutes ago at least. <laughs> put that disclaimer in there, um, But uh, I, I w- I'll put that in the uh, description. But hopefully, if nothing else, if you've made it this far, you've probably enjoyed it. I'm not going to I have. It's been fun. Um, but uh, if you've made it this far, you've more likely enjoyed it, at least at a minimum. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's all I got. You've so, enjoyed this? Uh, follow us. <laughs> <laughs> so follow us on uh, Football on the Rocks, our, our uh, Twitter page, Football OTR. I'll be posting um, our ways that you win, our, our, our stuff on there. Um, interact with us, ask questions. We can definitely help you out with uh, setting some lineups. And we'll be having some fun during the playoffs here too, I think. So um, I, I did say I was going to be getting into this cave age, barrel aged beer, and uh, now I'm going to open that. So I'm going to enjoy that as we sign off for the night. Um, this is a very dark beer, and it gets me into – our toast for the evening, if there's nothing else. Let's do it. Um, so this is our, our last toast. Uh, congratulations to those of you that have won championships. And for those of you that are that have not, this one's for you because it is to batteries and buttholes. Things we shouldn't lick, but we do anyways. Oh, my God. All right. Love y'all. Night. Night.